Yeah, hello, this is another episode of the Intelligent Document Processing Podcast. Today I can uh, welcome Rick Krieger, um, who is a startup guy. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, uh, let's say yes. Yes. Now, what is the startup guy? That's a hey, very good question. Actually, um, when we first met, I think it was in the context of when I was doing a countdown and you yeah. was at Connect. Exactly. Um, and <laughs> that's actually funny. And I, I remember um, we got to this. Uh, you sort of called me up and said, hey, I need bookkeeping. Um, and then I come over to our place. I need to explain it to you. And um, yeah. and I remember it was this very generic office where it was like just a couple of of tables and and yeah. uh, and, a, and four a, tables, four tables and some some chairs, and and you were there this super energetic guy um, talking a lot, and I was like going. Um, yeah, look, this is going to be a venture that's going to the moon and we're going to build this and we're going to build that. Um, oh I mean, not, not, not like Oton, but, but it actually was in the sense of that we were going to build this and that. And I was asking, um, yeah, and, and what's your business model? And they said, well, we're going to replace ATMs um, because cash will be super relevant in the future because there will be less ATMs. And I was sitting there thinking, why did, why did I come over? Because <laughs> that sounded like a bad, very bad joke. But you are, as a person, you have been very convincing so, um, and, and very fun. So, and then later find out um, you also were actually are a great entertainer, um, sort of comedian guy as well. Um, and On drinks. At night, on drinks at night. From 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 eight to to eight, I'm very 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 serious. All right, not a second. Yeah, uh, yeah, super boring, very serious guy. But just um, like you, because that's the reason why we got so so so, so well <laughs> yeah, along. That, that was that was really cool because true. you you had this amazing idea over the counter. Yeah, um, which um, the guy who rented out the office space to us said like like was like i i, I need an accounting system i want something online i don't want mm. anything on paper mm. that was my mm. my stupid idea and then he said um and he was into book he was like yeah i heard about that one we don't use it because you know that's like modern i was like why is it modern it's a state of the art it's like that that's how it should be and then he came over and was like ah cool finally why is it still a startup i mean isn't that normal since since you know 200 years and I think, but that's, that's what, let's maybe call it startup guys, like also you stuff do when you explain it is like that, that was not there before. Like, and then it's like, I think it's the nice explanation of, okay, that's a cool story because the idea is you get it in, in a second True. and you're like, why didn't I get the idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, and a few months later, actually, somebody asked me, it's like, hey, Rick, how do you set up the entire processes? Like, how do you digitalize? And I looked at. That person, he was from a corporate company, he was like, what do you mean, like, how do I digitalize? I mean, I set it up digitally. Okay, so how do you decide what you set up digitally and what you do? Like, the old-fashioned is like, <laughs> well, 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 well you, you try to set it up as lean as possible. That's, that's the reason why I counter and that's the reason why, why I also like PowerShift, because it, it's, it's one of these ideas which is just logic and nobody understands why it's not bigger and... You know, there since yeah. twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a victim of this kind of 
uh, I, I have this idea and then grow to the idea to the point where you can't just left it undone. <laughs> you need to try it. And then you at, at some point you actually think, oh, I should never have started that. It's going to be way longer. The, the, the road is going to be more 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 windy than I than I thought. So yeah. Um the isn't that the this the definition of a startup guy, like what, what most people think about it. So you have an idea, so you're some kind of crazy or drunk, in my terms, usually both. Then, um, <laughs> then you start to think about it like seriously and you discover like, oh, okay, that, that actually could some, yeah. be something. Yeah. And then you have the motivation and the enormous energy and power to, to really, you know, turn it into something and, and make it big. That doesn't mean that all the startups which are big have amazing ideas there's lots of huge startups who had in my eyes medium good ideas but the world loves it but True. i'm not you know i'm True. not the measurement i'm not in no, no way uh, but um that doesn't also mean it that if a startup fails that it's it, it was a bad idea most of the time it was just bad timing the market wasn't ready the person was too yeah um, mediocre ex execution basically yeah that's yeah, yeah. and and, and And then maybe some number number five number number five for this one would be maybe something that you're able to multitask a hundred million things at the same time, because it's not only about having a great idea and finding some money. Okay, and then some people. Okay, then you need to do accounting as well. And you need to be the public. The company needs to be in the register. Okay, then you need to have office space. I okay, then that that one. Oh, there's there's then you need to electricity. Fuck laptops. Yeah, laptops also something like that. So you need to do mm. that. There's so much thing you need to build left and right around that somehow you need loads of energy and loads of belief in it in order to make it happen and you need to be very lucky with the timing and with the right people mm. you actually were very good at this um i i, I over over the course I, i sort of um learned that you are a very good um executive sort of executive in, in the mean of executing the things you're you're actually um, you, you were one of the co-founders of, of Sonect and, and sort of the CEO, as I understood it, um, because you were very fast in, in organizing things. And, uh, and, and you always, uh, you also was presenting uh, Sonect at the Hölle der Löwen, right? That it was a similar format. It was uh, on ProSieben, it was called. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, well, one, of the, one of these yeah, things, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's the, it was the first one in Switzerland, yes. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. That was that was a surprise, and I, and I think it was awesome. Yeah, it was just like it was fun, very good. Was, yeah. Above all, that was fun. Yeah. It was a good team in the background. Yeah. So and then you left Sonect, um, and I remember we had lunch uh, shortly after you you've you, you've left Sonect, and um, it was a good lunch. Yeah, that <laughs> showed, me, showed me a new restaurant. I really liked. <laughs> and uh, and uh, in, in Zurich, I think, and, and you were saying, okay, now, now what's next? What's next? How, what are you going to do? And we were thinking about uh, different ideas. And then eventually you told me about, about Hopper and, and uh, yeah, how this is going to be the future. And, um, and then I sort of lost track a bit, to be frank, of Rick. <laughs> well, then the pandemic kicked in and I think uh, everybody went kind of underground. Because you don't yeah, have these yeah, startup true, operas, true, true. you don't have these, yeah, these, these gatherings yeah. where you like ongoingly meet, and that's what nice. What's now is getting in back that you yeah. meet people live. Because online you do appointments, you don't do social gathering. Absolutely, yeah. Most people do not. Uh, 
Maybe my mom did <laughs> during the pandemics. Let's have a glass of wine. Yeah, let's have a glass of wine. How do we do that? Don't you have Skype? That was how she went. Like I can perfectly yeah. drink alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean. See, you know, that's also a nice yeah. concept we've never thought about it because, of, of course, if you're no, alone, people did this involuntarily yeah. uh, alone. Yeah. So it was yeah. Skype and wine. Yeah. Teams and wine. <laughs> dining wine with Skype and wine. Yeah. <laughs> So the, actually, this was um, this was the last time I think it was the last time we met, and then I have this other data point where there was like the presentation of the Hopper devices, um, which I kind of remember. I, I, I give you a lot of time to actually explain that because I I, I miss I don't have the full picture, and uh, and the and the, and the last data point, um, the Rick Krieger data point in my brain is last week. Coinbase announced that uh, the Hopper token was yeah actually listed. And it was actually exactly Coinbase. as that that order and that easy. So yeah, that so, was uh, the so launching of a Hopper device as a blockchain company and then going on on a big listing. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that's my perception. It's you know that's <laughs> that's and I, and that's sort of the pattern I my brains my brain stored is like okay I meet this guy in this shady office he tells me this is going to be big. <laughs> And, uh, and then I, the next thing I see is him on television and Sonect is actually going to be a big success story. <laughs> and then, there, the, then there's like this crazy repetition of the same pattern, like where you tell me, well, this is going places, Hopper will going to be places and we have like one intermediate step and then this is this freaking Coinbase listing, which is really, really awesome. So I'm happy um, if it looks that easy from the outside. <laughs> and actually, it's I'm, much I'm, easier to be frank. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying is it. I mean, yeah, it looked very easy. So it looks like that's okay. how it should look. Now, yeah. I mean, you want to motivate and engage more people to to come into the startup space, and that's the only way how I motivate other people to kick in. Like, hey, that's that's more. I'm not telling them how how much of a drama startup life is. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, I mean, it's like so people ask me. Um, no, A, there's there's many people who have the perception like, I mean, that perception changed a little bit, but I don't, maybe you have similar experiences. There's many people who tell me you became a startup founder because you never wanted to uh, report to anybody. You don't want to have a boss. It's like freak hell, seriously, never. I mean, having a boss is amazing. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's yeah. never my responsibility. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. You're responsible for everything. Yeah. There's no toilet paper. I know there's <laughs> more important stuff. Thank you for taking care of the tech stuff, but I'm going to fetch the toilet paper. Yeah. Not a problem, because yeah. that's, that's my thing. Yeah. And then the, the, the other thing is that, and maybe that's good, that people have no idea up front how much operational administrational hassle it is in the background to set up things correctly. True. And I'm not talking about paying taxes because that's only a problem when you income <laughs> and then there's, you know, when, when the revenue kicks in. I'm talking about all these small little details and I think Switzerland is even super easy to do. It's super True. easy to set a company True. online. It's super to have, you know, all the HR and all the uh, social security stuff is easy to yeah. pay. There's not big. Absolutely. Big. So I don't want to imagine if you do that in a country where it's really complicated. Such as Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's other stuff which could improve in, in the startup space in yeah. Switzerland. Mm. Like taxes, like rules for taxing, like... Hey, all the VCs out there, 
Um, I'm sorry to say this is this is very generic, but that's how, what's your feeling about it? Well, I think we we don't have a lot of VCs. That's um, the point. Yeah, that's um, and and um, while I admire like the younger and smaller, um, I know a lot of like more of the high high net worth people that invest two equal amounts uh, on a yearly basis as these these newer VCs do. Um, yeah, it's sort of sort of hard to get, and and I, and I think most of the people underestimate how important it would be to have real VCs here, um, so that um, thank you, yeah, because because um if if you want to grow a business that's a bit more than just like a, a marketing service, nothing against start marketing startups or something that's uh, to, but if you if you need more money to actually develop technology, which is um, which, which is hard. You are almost forced to go abroad. Um, yeah. And so if you if you have like investors from abroad, um, especially from the US, then you tend to actually. It's it's a very natural. It become the moving away becomes more natural. Yeah, and uh, and more intuitive. It does. And um, yeah, I think that's tricky. Uh, and I, and I think if everybody if everybody moves away, then this is what we. The real value of, of having a viral startup scene is like a blood refreshment to the economy. Uh, to the economy, um, and and I think um, we should have more, yeah, m fostering more the whole um, system, the startup system, um, and and I, and I don't think it's done by uh, creating even more incubator programs and all these kind That's of things. Probably. Since yeah, I, I think what really would help is. People taking investment very seriously here and really take the risk into, yeah. I mean, unbiased technology companies, uh, basically, because I, I think that's really, um, that's really what, what could help Switzerland quite a bit. Uh, I don't want to criticize VCs too much, but I have to agree with you, and that's my personal feeling, and that doesn't mean that this is, this is the absolute truth, uh, but I agree with you a lot. Um, and I don't really know what the solution would be, maybe more successful startups, but hmm? because um, I feel that some VCs just invest in what they f really understand and, and are comfy with, hmm. which is a generic problem, because uh, if you want to invest in disruptive companies, it uh, takes, takes you know hmm. a lot to understand it. Hmm. And also, of course, the VC can't think through every idea to death, so you have to see the team, the market So it's, it's complex analysis for the VCs. That's, that's, that's a fact. It's work. Exactly. That's the point. And that's where I feel that some VCs, not criticizing all of them, but some VCs, in my eyes, um, it feels a little bit more like gambling. I know a few yeah. ones who take it really serious. Yeah. And I think that it's a perfect match because I'd like to be challenged and I'd like to see a VC challenge the startup, but also help them and support them. Mm. Most VCs just throw money at you and they want whatever reports, most of them can't read, and, or most of them then don't read. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I really just <laughs> know the, 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 the bad ones, but most of them, but, but a, a, v, a VC who is throwing money at you should say, okay, I'm doing this and that amount of money in a first round. I want to see this and that. This is where I can help and then really do something. You know, pick up the telephone, mm. uh, dedicate, let's say only two hours per month. And I think this is 
from people with connections, with know-how, who you know really can can move the needle a little bit. These two hours per month would be outstanding. Yeah, that would be, would be game-changing for us. Exactly, yeah, so and, and um, it, it, it that is complex, mm-hmm. and they need to you know do their due diligence and, and make their analysis. But I think uh, it's, it's it's complex um, on on both sides, but. You know, expert VCs who, as you say, like I'm a technology VC, I invest in this and that. This 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 startup is helping my ecosystem. So if I invest in this startup, it can help the two others, like what you're doing with mm. your companies. That that makes sense, mm. and then it's really moving something. And then the relationship between VCs and startups could you know improve dramatically. Absolutely. Did you feel like the the uh, the the narrative the, the, or sort of the notion has changed? Where I, I think there was like. A lot of discussions not on the same eye level um like there was like um startups were pitching for for vcs and there was like sort of bad behavior not responding back from from vcs or ghosting in the process was very common and i think i um it's very hard to actually have a proper impression of the situation but i what i felt is like the last two years there's like a lot of companies um, starting to beg for investments. I, I mean, VCs. It, it sort of felt like the 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 the, the coin flipped. Yeah. So um, at at some points, we were starting to get to be be contacted by really the A the A brand VCs from the US very systematically uh, checking in super early. In in they exactly not knew that we were in a stage where they would not invest, but um, sort of starting to 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 keep the relation just but that's to be ready that's, that's super should professional be. it's yeah. like hey i heard about your product let's you know start to keep in touch because nobody gets a meeting uh, an agreement and then he gets whatever five minutes on the yeah. table and that, yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. it's like an investment it's like you you don't buy shares of whatever deutsche lufthansa or ubs because you oh 550 i buy it you you look at track record you know exactly. you, you look at the yeah. share for whatever a few yeah better you know months than days right. and then then you get a feeling for the entire market and it's like okay now it seems to be good but, but but this is how it should be um to come back to your questions and i don't want to you know um be so bad about vcs uh some even told me that um, also in the web3 space it it switched so um like half a year ago there was there was kind of a tipping point where they recognized, they got naughty questions back, like, okay, and why are you the one who's investing in my project? And they're like, (laughs) well, yes, you know, what do you bring to the table? And I think it's a wise question. It's a good question because every relationship needs to be, you know, on eye level and I'm giving this, you're giving that, you're taking this. Because only this is how you really bring value to the table. Yeah. You should select your VCs like you select your employees. Absolutely. And because the employees are below you, yeah. VCs above you, it's all on the same eye level. Yeah. And then I think if everybody talks to everybody um, in a most interested fashion, then it's very productive and it's very, you know, motivating and and then i think everybody's also motivated and engaged and, and happy to deliver something and, and help mm. because if you're only looking at you know um, 20x minimum you have three days yeah it's like these investments are rare yeah yeah absolutely so tell me more about unless how- you invest in parachute of course <laughs> yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean we're, we're <laughs> very hard that um parachute is going to be um um 
a, how can I put this right? A, for a lot of people to be a very bad missed opportunity. <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's, that's the best you can do to all the VCs, which let's not hit too hard on VCs. <laughs> <laughs> there actually, there are uh, some that are very good. Actually, I made very good experiences with, like I said, with the A brand VCs. Yeah. And, I, and it's almost like if a VC ghosts you or does not respond to intros, that's it's it's actually all the B players. They're, they're they're having this behavior. That's it's it's almost like a a, a proven pattern, a proven pattern. It's it's really crazy. Um, so I I got like respectfully uh, turned down by so many VCs, a brand VCs, and they were like some even calling me after like the the the, the first analysis. They're telling me, well, n r right now it's not the right time. Maybe the next few rounds is it's not like something we feel comfortable to invest in, which I mean in the in the field. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we so, sort of want to keep up the relationship because they all know, yeah, we're if, if you have a certain age, you probably yeah make your way out and then you start something new. And but that's the point. And we start talking about VCs, which which we never did before. So um, and I, and I can't like um, when the off record, I could give you a list of ten VCs I would never work with, even if they would give free money to us so it's just like because i knew i knew they're session. yeah just, <laughs> sorry, we, we can we can dub it the vc bashing session <laughs> and i'm sorry this is going in this direction but a i agree with you and b i have to say on the other side also i mean a i agree with you very much on no matter if it's a good i mean yes most of the time it is an a-class vc who is very professional who gives you a reason for why not or why not now mm -hmm. and tries to keep up the relationship um, because As you said, they know that maybe there's a connection, maybe I can do an intro later to somebody else and other stuff. But I, I, but I also, and this is regards to the VCs, I do also understand that, as you said in the beginning, there's thousands of projects who are chasing the VCs. Absolutely. One of the things I do not understand properly is why they just do a, why they, let's say, professionalize the, the selection process up front. Mm -hmm. Like what I do with, in HR, with all the people who are coming in, yeah. um, There's a you know special system with with some questions which I don't know how many companies are doing it but I think I'm one of the few ones who are doing it like 20 personal questions mm. asking stupid stuff like what's your favorite color mm. what's your what would give mascot mm. stuff but where I do a certain kind of pre-selection because I like you know humorous people for various reasons I think that they are clever and they are smart and mm. it's fun to work with so I'd like to see mm. this direction over in the questionnaire so if I see the questionnaires. <laughs> then maybe it doesn't fit the team and I want a positive team culture everybody you know likes each other everybody helps each other and I think that that is if, if you try to walk your life with a smile as long as it's possible that this is a bit easy so maybe VCs could also because I know that they're getting thousands of stupid requests and let's be honest it's not that there's like five million power shifts and accountants out there oh, who, like, you know, really make a lot of money. So yeah. I think, I do understand the situation of a VC. Yeah. It's not that it's like, yeah, it's just, they just have the money. 95% is crap. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the other side.